Welcome to Something Blue, wedding planning with the 21st century bride and groom. My name is Aaron. I'm the bride. My name is Maxwell. I'm the groom. Today marks 588 days till our wedding. Mm-hmm. Disclaimer, these are our personal opinions and experiences. This is not a commentary on anyone else's choices in their wedding planning process or marriage. You do you, bitch. So let's get into it. Yeah, you heard that right. Um, that's a quite a large number, way larger than it was last week. Right. Um, we have talked about it for the past couple of weeks uh, on the pod, off the pod, uh, around the pod. But um, in between the pod, <laughs> over the pod, under the pod. <laughs> but um, we have made it official. We've gotten new contracts from the venue, mm-hmm. uh, all of that good stuff. Our wedding has been postponed for an entire year. Mm hmm. Um, due to the ongoing, uh, COVID-19, ongoing panorama. Yeah, (laughs) you did it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this was really our choice. We were not, um, pressured into it by our venue at all or anybody else. Um, we just felt like it was time to make a decision Uh, as many of you who are probably also wedding planning know, um, it's not just the day, the month. Uh, even a, a couple weeks before that you need to start making hard and fast decisions. You really need to have guarantees months in advance. And we were about seven months out at this point. And um, just with the current climate and um, things not declining as rapidly as we had hoped and um, with there no guarantee that we would be able to have our large guest count um, and just that we would be able to have everyone there safely we decided to um, to go ahead and postpone until we feel that it is guaranteed and that we are confident that it's not going to be a health risk. So how are we feeling? Um, well, it happened yesterday. <laughs> uh, when, when the episode comes out, it will have been a couple days. We, we made the decision on Monday, but um, right now it's still in the tw- first 24 hours, so I'm I'm feeling sad. Yeah. I, um, we had talked about it for weeks and it had been all but a guarantee already, but really like changing the dates on things, fixing the date on our website, texting our photographer and being like, Hey, we need to move this day and starting to talk with our vendors and stuff. That's really when it kind of hit me that it was real. And, um, and so I've been sad. I, yeah. I, I've been bummed. I've never been a person that does well when things change, when plans change. Yeah. Uh, and so for this to be something we've looked forward to and worked towards for almost a year to then have to make the call to move it for another year is um, a year and a half because mm-hmm. it's a year and a half out. Um, it, I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sad. I'm really disappointed. I have a little bit of anger towards... I'm angry towards people who could have done things to curb this and chose not to. Yeah. And people who are continuing to um, not put public safety first. Mm -hmm. And I'm really upset with selfish people. uh, And I'm really, I'm very frustrated and watching, you know, not to get too political, but it's not political. It's public safety. Mm -hmm. Uh, Watching the vaccines come out and people still refusing to get them. Uh, or, you know, just people having attitudes and getting tired of wearing masks and stuff. It's like, well, this could have been over if like, you had done it in the first place. You know, I'm just, I'm so frustrated and mm-hmm. I'm really, I am, I'm disappointed. I'm a little angry and I'm, I'm just really sad. Yeah. How are you feeling? 
I, I'm always trying to keep uh, a positive outlook on on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had I've had to work at that because I've always I've always been negative towards self, um, and so it, I've been trying to push positivity really hard, um, especially since I started working on that. So I'm looking at all of the things that all of the opportunities that are presented to us now, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, it it's official. We've officially moved the date there for me, you know, I'm, I'm bummed, but I'm trying to keep that, that feeling out of mind. And so like, even just now when, when you talked about, we've made the, you know, we've made the decision finally. And now that's kind of sad. It's kind of like the, the nail in the coffin. But I immediately, I thought about, we had, as we talked about on our post-it episode, you know, we have tasks and we have little rewards at the end. Mm-hmm. And one of our tasks was to to make a final decision. And so my first thought was, hey, but we have a treat now that we've made that final decision. We yeah. get to celebrate a little bit, you know. And so looking at ahead at things, you know, we get to save more for our wedding. So yeah. we're not, you know. Yeah, financially, not, it's yeah. that's a good thing. Um, now I will say that right now I told Max, I am in the place where I'm not ready to look at all the positives. I know, and I can recognize all the positives, but emotionally I am the person type of person that I need to let myself feel disappointed. Mm -hmm. I need to let myself feel sad or um, a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and I, I said this last episode, I'm going to say it again. I am feeling some sadness and it is completely, um, only my experience, I fully recognize people are going through just immensely worse situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are truly grieving, genuinely grieving in every sense of the word, but everyone is grieving a little bit in some way with, with this, this pandemic and how it mm-hmm. has affected everybody, especially those who are, uh, who, who have been planning to celebrate their love, um, you know, and so I I expressed to a couple of my friends who had reached out uh, and I said, you know, I feel selfish for f- letting myself feel sad because um, because I, I'm seeing people lose loved ones. I'm seeing people lose their lives and people like lose their jobs and their like places of living because they can no longer work because it's no longer safe. And and I have found a way to stay safe and to stay, you know, semi above water and so what am I upset about? Cause I don't get to spend a bunch of money and party like, you yeah. know? And so I feel super selfish in those moments and, and my friends were, and, and you as well were, were really um, helpful in being like, Hey, sometimes we're just dealt shitty hands mm-hmm. and sometimes the world sucks. And, and just because some things suck more doesn't mean that your situation doesn't also suck. Yeah. So always putting it into perspective, mm-hmm. always recognizing that others are going through like serious life changing traumatic events yeah. and, and health issues that pale. I, I mean, I pale in comparison, but, but that's the point is that yeah. there, there needs no comparison needs to be made. Right. And know? so, yeah. So when I, when I say like I'm sad and I'm disappointed, I, I'm sad and disappointed with the awareness that I am privileged to be sad and disappointed about right. this, you yeah. know, and that, um, I made the call. We made the call. 
with yeah. that in mind, with people's safety in mind and people's like sanity mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just all, all of those things in consideration. And the reasons we decided to postpone um, are numerous. I mean, there's yeah. the uncertainty about safety, you know, yeah. because they we called the venue and they talked about how potentially mm-hmm. like there's like a five percent chance yeah. that we would be able to do it on the date that we set you yeah know, they and wouldn't they wouldn't really open they well, she said the first date that they would be allowed to to work would be ours well she said uh, like depending on mm-hmm. basically we had a conversation full of hypotheticals because right now everything is hypothetical and um that isn't something that sits well with me and if I'm going to plan this big thing and I'm going to put money into it and I'm going to put my time and my effort into it and we're going to have family fly out from out of town and come from all over, um, I want to know that it's a guarantee that they will have places to stay, that they will have, they will be able to be invited and let in by the venue and that we will not put them at harm's way of spreading, you know, a, a disease. Yeah. And um, while there's always a tiny bit of a possibility that bad things could happen. Um, we're just at a point in time right now where at the point where we need to start moving forward with things, sending out invites, making concrete plans when there is no guarantee that we're going to be able to have everyone there, that we're going to be able to be safe, our venue and us, we just kind of decided exactly what we want. And then, um, we, we made the decision from there. So, and that is something we want. We, Max and I looked at our priorities, we looked at how having a big wedding, a big celebration was important to us. Having all of our family in the same room, most for the first and last time, you know, yeah. uh, it's a really, it's a, it's a big, important event for us for so many reasons. We didn't want to scale it back. I didn't want to feel like I had to compromise this vision that I had in my head. And for some people who are going through this, they're going to decide that they want to just elope. They just want to be married and they want to just at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where, but I think you and I, and we've talked about this on other episodes because you've been married before, but you've never had a wedding. Um, this big celebration and making it this big thing and allowing us to celebrate ourselves with all of our loved ones. That's something we seldom allow ourselves. Uh, and it's, um, it's really, really, it's become very important for us. And so that was, I think, one of the biggest deciding factors. Yeah. And some of the ways that we're dealing with kind of the disappointment of having made this decision, I think, is, you know, we had set up kind of this outline of Mm -hmm. by this time, for as far as like wedding planning tasks, by this time we need to have this, by this time we need to have this. And since we've postponed for a full year, Um, we have a lot more time to do all those things. So we're going to take, we're going to take a bit of a break from some of the, the wedding planning process. Right. In our own, not in in a pod. Yeah. No, we're still doing our podcast, you know, and, and exploring all these things. But as far as like planning for the ceremony and the day, Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to take a break on that and grieve a little bit. Yeah. And, and also we have Mm -hmm. set in motion plans to celebrate other things along the way. Yeah. Some of the biggest positives, and I will focus on positives here because there are so many, um, we're, we're, yeah, (laughs) we're celebrating the little details like our post-it rewards. I'm serious. They've been so huge. Um, be doing things like I I bought myself a subscription to like a bridal box. Yeah. I, I, and I was like, you know what? 
I deserve it. And I want to feel like a bride, whatever. Um, Even like, uh, like not only having more time to plan and more time to save, but also like time to celebrate being engaged. And like Mm -hmm. this, it's just such a unique, I think dynamic full of so much excitement. Also, we have so many things coming up like in the process like Max graduates this year yeah. and his graduation would have been totally overshadowed by the wedding. Um, <laughs> Which be- is fine. <laughs> no, because this is a huge step for you and we want to celebrate you and, yeah. and you turned 30 this year. Boy. Yeah. That, I think that's <laughs> one of the things that I, you asked me last night. You're like, can I please just, plan your 30th birthday with no fighting you know i need to plan this not because you don't like parties it's because max doesn't max has a hard time celebrating himself yeah and i remember last year i wanted to do something with you and you were you know you kept telling me what about me is worth celebrating and it like broke my heart a bit and i think you've come a long way from that point um yeah i've I've pretty much struggled with that forever so I'm I'm working on it. Yeah, but we're thankful for this time to be able to really put that into focus and allow ourselves to be celebrated and and to celebrate those little things and um you know we're hoping to plan some some trips when it's safe and mm-hmm. um you know some little getaways uh, always you know when it is uh, okay to do so but um yeah there's just lots of little things that we're hoping to celebrate in the process and that's really been uh ways to curb my disappointment i think also we're making a change the date video which we'll have an episode all about because we're really excited we're in the process of filming that right now yeah but like celebrating little details like our last episode was freaking phenomenal and um i i had so much fun doing that and talking about this but we we do our little post-it rewards and if you don't know what that is go ahead and check out that episode yeah and i think one of the biggest um ways to cope with that right now so if you're a a bride who is hoping for 2021 and you want a big thing like us and that's a big priority to you i would really advise looking into postponing um or at least looking into changing it so that it does uh, abide by safety measures and that doesn't mean that you can't also have a larger celebration down the line but no matter what even if you don't have to postpone it all know that in your wedding planning process there are going to be things that are disappointments there's going to be something you hoped that you would get that you couldn't have there's going to be a vendor you had hoped you could book and you can't or something you wish you could afford and you couldn't um so allow yourself to be sad and disappointed because your feelings are fully valid Mm -hmm. even if it's not affected by a pandemic even if you just really wanted that flower but it's not in season like allow yourself even a moment even like a couple minutes to be like damn you know and then just just be like this is man this is what i wanted i'm gonna validate my feelings because i'm fully i'm fully able to be disappointed by that but i'm not i i shouldn't dwell on this because there are so many things you know there are so many good things yeah and so allowing yourself that moment but don't allow it to then like dwell like like you know there's a happy medium there and although we are sad and disappointed we are still super excited and we will keep planning and sharing that process here with you um, and on the documentary. We're still working on that. Yeah. But because we had planned for this September, we had a giant list of episodes with so little time before the wedding. And so we've been releasing episodes two or three times a week. But now that we have some more time, mm-hmm. uh, we'll be scaling back and posting one weekly episode every Friday with a bonus episode every now and then. And 
just like all of you, we need to watch out for wedding planning, burnout, and fatigue. Yeah. So um, watch out for us every Friday. We definitely, like, we have a list so long. And I was like, we're going to have to double up if we're going to make this all the way to the wedding. And then <laughs> we got to do three. We got to do four. Um, and now we can kind of scale back and, yeah. and relax a little bit. And yeah. And we're, exci- and we're excited to continue the journey and um, to keep really like looking into the process, but we are going to scale it back. So it is going to be every Friday Mm -hmm. uh, with some fun bonus content every now and then when when we've got it for you. Cool. So what is today's topic? Well, today's topic is not just about Aaron being sad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Today's episode is all about Valentine's day. Um, When this episode is released, it will be two days before Valentine's day. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a Sunday this year. Um, and we really want to dive into the origins of Valentine's day Mm -hmm. and kind of how it has evolved because, um, this is a holiday that focuses on the celebration of love, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not even going to say the celebration of couples or whatever. It really has turned into just, um, an acknowledgement and appreciation, uh, a celebration of uh, your romantic love for another person. However, um, I give Valentine's Day gifts to like my brother and sister. Like yeah. <laughs> I know like my parents would give me Valentine's gifts and stuff. So mm-hmm. um my mom gave us Valentine's gifts like three yeah, days ago. The other day she was like, Here's your little <laughs> box of chocolate. It was really sweet. Um so I think it even scales beyond romantic love. It has really evolved into just this um this really big kind of idea of a month. It has really taken over the month of February. <laughs> yeah. Um but we have the origin of Valentine's Day, uh, the assumed origin. Right. Because there is no known for a fact origin mm-hmm. by historians, um, but they have a pretty good idea that it started in ancient Rome. Now, we do have to give a warning. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so, there's some content in this episode. Or just, just this little ju- chunk. Just this little chunk. Because we are exploring the origins of things, and sometimes those origins are um, heavy yeah, topics. Yeah, they're, not, they're um, not great. We will be talking about... Um, some animal and people harm yeah never to glorify these things but just to inform you that if this is a subject that is just you're queasy or you don't you're, yeah. you don't want to experience this mm-hmm. you can go ahead and skip two or three minutes oh uh, yeah i promise that we won't make it too gory mm-hmm. we will just say uh, i i just pulled a couple facts from uh the historians that were doing research um however sometimes just the mention for people it, it doesn't sit well with them so right. um just wanted to give a warning so go ahead right now you can skip about three minutes out and we'll stop talking about it okay. uh, but <laughs> so um historians have found that from february 13th to 15th there was a pagan tradition uh it was a celebration um it was called the feast of lupercalia i think Very that's nice. how you say it i think so um the men in the village or the community they would sacrifice a goat and a dog pretty violently i won't get into how violently but they right. would sacrifice yeah and then they would whip the women with the hides of the animals they had just slain. Yeah. So th- they would round up the women and they would They'd you know, fashion a whip out of it. Yeah. They would they would yeah. they would assault them. Um, they believed that uh, the women touching these hides would make them fertile. And when I read that, I was like, then why didn't they just let them touch them? Yeah. Like, uh, just, oh, gosh. There, there isn't really a uh, any information on 
how whipping became a part of like how how yeah it it goes from touching to whipping it, it that that is like the historical things that mm-hmm. have been written down though is that's the practice um and it's unfortunate it was something that again from february 13th to 15th it was this celebration and that's what they would do mm-hmm. another thing that they would do um is they would uh at this festival there would be a matchmaking lottery mm-hmm. so the young men would draw names of the young eligible women from a jar and then the women would have to hang out with the men until the men decided that they no longer had to hang out with them yeah they basically just became that man's property until he said otherwise right and in some cases the man never said otherwise and That's so yeah and upsetting. and it I read that it sometimes it lasted just the duration of the festival and sometimes the men could extend it to after the festival in terms of like, you know, if we think day and night, yeah. uh, the activities that would happen. Um, and it just, a lot of those traditions were rooted in women being important because it's important that they're fertile. It's important that they, you know, are a part of them, but looked at as complete property. Right. Um, and it's just, Oh, when I read that, I was so upset. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that is a possible origin. Um, there is another kind of um, contribution to this. So there was this celebration. Then it was a matchmaking celebration. It was a celebration of this kind of time to find a mate and to 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 mate. Um, as, as with all holidays, I think there's there's like different cultures that kind of come together and they smash their celebrations together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is like even though February is technically like the middle of winter, um <laughs> in most places it's kind of like this month where spring is starting to happen, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's this whole springtime, this love kind of idea. Yeah. And that's happened in mul- that happens in multiple cultures. Right. So they'll come together and they'll kind of formulate yeah. a new holiday over based time on, it'll yeah evolve. over time um so the other part of that yeah. is um this man uh that is later was later sainted uh like is that how you say it became uh, a sa- sainted yeah. like like knighted but saint like I, I don't think so i think he was just like elevated to sainthood okay or- so this dude became a saint <laughs> um but his name was uh valentine mm-hmm. um he was a man or a few men so the history on this is unclear historians have looked at multiple accounts of uh people named valentine who have done the similar things but in different places it's told so they can assume it's the same person because oral history was usually right. how that was happening so not necessarily that um that happened at multiple places, but that it maybe happened in one place and then it was told from somewhere else and somewhere else and somewhere else. And so that oral history tends to get a little muddy. Right. You know, you tell a story, you know, from a land, you know, further away, mm-hmm. but as the story is retold, they, they oh, yeah, yeah, form yeah. it to wherever they are, exactly. you know, the local lore. Right. And so um, what this man did, um, he was described as a temple priest um, and he was beheaded in 270 AD near Rome. Um, by the Emperor Claudius II, because the um, priest Valentine was helping Christian couples wed in a time when it was not allowed for them to practice the the religion. Mm-hmm. And so um, then later, the like, I think it was the Pope, um, he saint he's i was gonna say sainted again he say it yeah i mean dubbed valentine into sainthood and made him a saint (laughs) yeah as saint valentine um to honor 
that like very brave thing that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, the name Valentine comes from the Latin uh, Valentinus, uh, and it means worthy, strong, or powerful. Mm-hmm. And w- as with any sort of deified figure, mm-hmm. um, there's like a portfolio of <laughs> like things that they look over and stuff. Um, so the saint uh, Valentine or Valentinus um people would call on him to watch over the lives of lovers of course because that's mm-hmm. kind of what he's known for but also somehow for interventions regarding beekeeping and epso- epilepsy as well as the plague fainting fainting mm-hmm. and traveling yeah um and so it covers a wide yeah. range of different <laughs> so it's almost like if you think he got his degree as the patron saint of engaged couples and happy marriages, but he has a minor in beekeeping, epilepsy, the plague, fainting, and traveling. So so it's just all the things that he liked to do, <laughs> right? That was part of his life. Right. That they, when they raised him to sainthood, they're like, oh, well, you know. Oh, yeah. This saint dealt with epilepsy, so mm-hmm. if you have epilepsy, this there is you your go. saint. Um, I am 100% going to start getting very elaborate gifts for my sister for Valentine's Day she has epilepsy. <laughs> and I'd be like, I made the saint Valentine smile upon you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though, the saint of is unclear because I'm like, if he's the saint of happy marriages, okay, he bestows happy marriages. But if he's the saint of epilepsy, does that mean he... Does that mean he bestows? I don't epilepsy? think it's a wonder. He doesn't bestow beekeeping. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so is it like a protector then? He, like yeah, he, he watches, watches over those with epilepsy. What if he watches those over those with epilepsy to be like, haha, you have epilepsy. Yes, my mission is continued. Like, the heck? And so he's he's the also the plague. Same with the plague. He's this patron saint of the plague. Does that mean he is well, these eradicating are, the plague? No, <laughs> these saints aren't not known to be like uh, delivering death upon people. They're you know they're known as protectors and healers and good things. You I'm know? just worried because it's like okay, so then they need category. They need to specify their roles it's like <laughs> i promote happy marriages but i dispel the play yeah like <laughs> confusing <laughs> again the origin of valentine's day is unclear so chaucer jeffrey chaucer the writer most likely invented the holiday as we know it today um there's a poem that he wrote that refers to february 14th as the day of birds and humans coming together to find a mate just like you know like springtime, like I said, it's, yeah. it's this idea. And it, it's congruent with the um, pagan holiday, and it also is a reflection of, um, like, what St. Valentine did. Mm-hmm. And so it all kind of has to do with finding, a mate finding love, all that yeah. good stuff. So Chaucer wrote, For this was sent on St. Valentine's Day, when every fool cometh there to choose his mate. Um, there's no real record of the celebration prior to this poem, around 1375 yeah and um this is really interesting the oldest record of a valentine being sent this is according to history.com um was a poem written by a french medieval duke named charles to his wife in 1415 so charles was 21 and he wrote the note to his wife while he was imprisoned in the tower of london and one of the lines in his poem that he wrote was i'm already sick of love my very gentle valentine so that's so like, cute. I know, that's like the first reference of somebody calling someone else their Valentine kind of at, so taking the St. Valentine's Day and then p- 
putting it into like a personification of you are my Valentine, you know, cause you are my representation of love. Super and, fascinating. And so when Cupid came into the picture, <laughs> so, um, Cupid is the Roman name for the Greek God of love Eros. Um, and this is also from history.com. Uh, according to the Greek archaic poets, Eros was a handsome immortal played with and who played with the emotions of gods and men using golden arrows to incite love and leaden ones to sow aversion. It wasn't until the Hellenistic period that he began to be portrayed as the mischievous chubby little child he'd become on Valentine's Day cards. So Valentine's Day has really evolved since these origins. Um, and it has turned into something completely different today. Um, so in addition to the United States, Valentine's Day is also celebrated uh, commercially in Canada, Mexico, the United Kingdom, France, and Australia. And that doesn't mean that it's not celebrated elsewhere, just commercially like what we know Valentine's right. Day to be. Yeah. Right. So basically that's where like, you know, the markets and it will kind of gear towards those uh, places because that's where like the holiday is written on their calendars, you know, not to say that somebody uh, from a Chinese culture or, uh, you know, somebody down in Brazil or something is not going to celebrate Valentine's Day. It's just that um, it's not like a, a recognized holiday by the country um, because it's not really like commercialized towards there. And um, even then, I mean, it, it's still evolving and could catch yeah. on here soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, when uh, kind of Chaucer started uh, talking about Valentine's Day and people started to recognize it as, as a holiday, um, people would give their lovers and their friends small gifts and tokens of their love, uh, and they would write notes. That was like a big thing because um, it, Chaucer would say like, hey, you on St. Valentine's Day, I'm going to show my love. I'm going mm -hmm. to, you know, um, communicate my love to you. Mm -hmm. And so that written kind of Valentine uh, was really like what pushed that holiday forward. Yeah. Um, and then by 1900, printed cards began to replace the like written letters um, because of technological advances in printing. Yeah. So you can get a generic message and everybody can say <laughs> what you, you're thinking for you. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, when I was saying this, the thing that was going through my mind is the Peanuts Valentine's Day. Have you seen it like with Charlie Brown and Lucy and they have like Not Valentine's Day? Not in a very Day. long time. Um, they have like a Valentine's Day celebration and it's all about them like cutting hearts out of mm -hmm. the car, like the construction paper and stuff. And um, just like the um, the whole thing is about like, who are you going to give your card to? Who are you going to mm -hmm. give your card? And like now it, that's like not even remotely the case unless you're a little kid yeah and so it's so wild to not even through the years but also as you grow what valentine's day like the how that changes in your mind well you know? even you know even with little kids it's everybody gets a valentine right mm -hmm. everybody gets a generic valentine with a lollipop attached to it and then <laughs> if you make those crafts at all it's for your parents you right know. or for a very special a valentine very special <laughs> but um by 1913 hallmark cards uh began mass producing valentines in kansas city uh and then it they uh, said february has not been the same ever since yeah uh and so really when hallmark greeting cards took off um that's when valentine's day really started to be commercialized and that wasn't until uh just like uh, about 100 years ago yeah Actually, you know, it's funny. I didn't even think about this till just now. When I was working at the school district as a student aide, 
Um, they did Valentine grams. Do you remember those? Yes. Well, everybody would do them anonymously or, you know, it doesn't have to be anonymously, but, mm-hmm. um, I was working at the school district and I had only been there for like a month and I got a Valentine's gram and I was like, Aww. what? I didn't realize that that was going to happen, you know? Uh, and it was from the teacher. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember when my brother was in elementary school, he would bring home like the sheets for the mm-hmm. Valentine's grams. And um, me and my sister used to always buy one. And so then when he was in class, he would get two. And they were from me and my yeah. sister. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. But um, today, so according to the Greeting Card Association, um, an estimated 145 million Valentine's Day cards are sent each year, making Valentine's Day the second largest card sending holiday of the year. The first is uh, Christmas. That is actually not surprised. I thought that, that it would be a much bigger number. Really? O- only 145 million? Oh, yeah, only. Well, that's well, yeah, but sent through, like, postage, like, sent in the mail. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I can see that. That's, then. How, that's how they track that. Because they can't, I mean, they can track purchases and they have that as well. Mm-hmm. But it's like cards are sent each oh, okay. year. Well, that's, I assumed, like, purchases through, you know, like, Target the card section or, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, but, uh, so I have the sales record Ooh. as well. We um, love stats. Oh, yeah. So um, Valentine's Day sales reached $17.6 billion last year. This year, sales are expected to total at $18.6 billion. Yeah, so, see, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, but that's not just cards. That's like merch. That's, that's merch and gifts. everything, yeah. That's when pe- basically they take the sales of like the week prior to Valentine's Day mm-hmm. and they look at consumer spending <laughs> and what they've spent <laughs> on, you know. So if like K Jewelers has like a 5% sale incre- increase in that one week, they can attribute that to Valentine's Day purchases. That's a lot of teddy bears. <laughs> um, so... Modern day expectations of Valentine's Day have really uh, been due to the commercialization of the American market when it comes to Valentine's Day. So like when you think of Valentine's Day, you think of like chocolate, heart shaped cards, flowers, teddy bears. You don't think of like whipping women and sacrificed animal hide. Like you don't think of those things. So it has really come a long, long way. Yeah. Um, and so that has so much to do with just consumerism. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So I have a question. What's your question? What did Valentine's Day look like as a kid for you? Um, like what? Like like, like class Valentine parties, crushes. Uh, what did your parents do? Like oh, okay, okay, okay. So um, well. Like, growing up, like, all through elementary school, we used to do, like, the generic, like we said, like, the Valentine's Day cards for all the class. Mm-hmm. And, like, um, we would make a Valentine's Day mailbox out of, like, a shoe box or something. Actually, mm-hmm. they still do this because yeah. Abby's teacher asked us yesterday for her to bring a box because um, they're going to make little mailboxes. And that was always, like, my favorite part was being able to decorate that mailbox. Did mm-hmm. you do that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so, like, that was my favorite part was being able to decorate it and put my name on it and be like, this is my mailbox, and it never, ever turned out as good as I had envisioned in my head. Right. I'm (laughs) still like that. Um, But I remember that um, I never really cared about, like, the cards that I would pick. Like, 
I but I I do remember sitting like in the living room with my mom like folding them and like writing my name on them. And I think for the first couple years when class sizes were smaller, I wrote all the names or like my mom did. But then it was just like from Aaron, from Aaron, from Aaron. Like you don't even write the person's name on it anymore. Yeah. And it was always some kind of like card. Like I remember one year I had a Jonas Brothers Valentine oh and it was a camp rock and it had the little dum dum lollipops. And so we would have to fold the valentine and then you put the little heart sticker on it so that like it, the heart is folded on either side so you just see half a heart right and then you put the dum-dum in the card yeah and there's like a little holder and then you just pass them out you put them in everybody's mailbox um and then if you really like like someone you make like you would either have a special valentine mm-hmm. with like a special wording on it mm-hmm. or you give them like an extra one or something or like you would write like a little note inside of it, like I heart you or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember only putting the two names on the people that I liked. Right. So it's like two Christian love Aaron. But like if it's to like Amanda, <laughs> then I just put from Aaron. Like and yeah. I just like, put it in there. Um, I don't remember my parents celebrating Valentine's Day like for them. I know they did, but I I'd never paid attention to it. But I know that they always got me and my siblings a little something. Like yeah. it was always some kind of little candy or little just like something small. Um, so I never had like giant expectations of like a big old basket and stuff. Yeah. Although we always did get Easter baskets and that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like popped up in my brain. Um, but no, like for Valentine's Day, like I know when we were older like I know at least when I was older like a teenager we would try and do stuff like we would ask my mom like what are you guys doing for Valentine's Day and she's like oh nothing and we were like what (laughs) so we would try to like make a nice dinner for them or like I would be like I'll babysit you guys go out you know um but really I think that when they like got a little older and we got a little older you know like um I think that they were like, God, it's so grounded on Valentine's day. And I just don't want to go anywhere. And like, I think that they had other ways of celebrating. I just like never noticed as a kid. Yeah. What about you? What did it look like for you? So, um, every morning before we got to school, there was always, you know, a box of chocolates on the counter, which we obviously couldn't eat until after school. So I don't know why it was there in the morning, but you know, that, that is just something that we, kind of expected every morning to see because it always, you know, happened. Like every not, Valentine's Day yeah, morning. Every yeah, not every morning. <laughs> every single morning. No, but every every Valentine's Day morning. Yeah. There's usually something from my mom being like, Oh, happy Valentine's Day. Aww. Um just like, you know, like creating the shoeboxes, like you said, that that kind of stuff is growing up is what I I experienced. I don't think that like Later in life, it just kind of petered off into just another day, um, I think. Um, I do remember one of my, like, closest friends in high school, his birthday was on Valentine's Day. And so we'd <laughs> always, like, celebrate with him somehow. And Aww. it kind of turned into more of that than anything. Yeah. You know? So um, who was your first Valentine? Obviously, besides parents. Um, yeah, but like specific or Valentine. like my sister and brother. Cause yeah, we used to we used to just give each other Valentine's Day gifts. <laughs> yeah, you Bes- looked at me funny. No, besides like, that, my yeah, my siblings and I decided we were going to give each other gifts every single holiday, <laughs> like even like Earth Day and stuff. <laughs> like for St. Patrick's Day, they get something, you know, like for it just because we think it's funny and it's always something really small. Happy Earth Day. It is a special jar of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my first Valentine, 
I, oh my gosh, it's hard because like I had little crushes like my whole life basically <laughs> and I got turned down like a lot and so like I had lots of attempts at my first valentine but I think that oh my gosh I think that in the fourth grade I had this crush on this boy and I'd had a crush on him for forever no it was fifth grade I'm sorry mm-hmm. and um he <laughs> he said like hey tomorrow's valentine's day actually this doesn't count but it's sad tomorrow's valentine's day and i was like yeah it is and he was like cool so like do you want a valentine and i was like yeah and so then i was like oh my god i have a valentine and then the next day he was like actually i don't have a valentine for you and i was like okay wow so i have lots of like close calls (laughs) (laughs) like early on um but yeah i didn't I didn't celebrate it to, uh, I don't have very fond memories of Valentine's day. (laughs) If you listen back to the very first episode, episode zero, I tell about my embarrassing Valentine's day story. Mm -hmm. And I actually have so many more embarrassing (laughs) Valentine's day stories because I just kept putting myself out there and I kept getting rejected on Valentine's day. Well, eventually it worked. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I I looked at Max and I was like, you need to ask me to be your Valentine. (laughs) He was like, I didn't ask you to marry you. What? Uh, (laughs) Exactly. um, Who was your first Valentine? So I I didn't even think about this, you know, um, till we started recording. Um, It's so funny. I think in fourth grade, because I had had little crushes everywhere, you know, growing up as a kid, but I nothing specific ever like no no panned out yeah yeah (laughs) I was in first grade I really liked this girl but it didn't really work out no but I never received like any special um cards or sent special cards um except fourth grade I was in the cafeteria um for breakfast and this guy comes over I won't say his name um he was in another class he came over and he had this box of valentines and he sat next to me next to me and just kind of like slumped over sad and then passed me one <laughs> right and oh. it was so this was very specific and very sad and i feel very bad about this um it's <laughs> it had it was they were x-men uh valentines and it had nightcrawler on it which was one of my favorite x-men of all time and uh it said two uh blank and from his name, right? Mm. And so I read it, and I didn't register the two and the from, so I was just like, this says it's two, blank. And he said, I'm blank. (laughs) (gasps) And I didn't even remember his name. And so I'm sure he felt very bad. But Did you accept the Valentine? I did, I did. (gasps) Um, Wow, I love this. Nightcrawler's still my favorite X-Man. But then... He was like the only person that showed up to like my sixth birthday party, <laughs> so oh I mean, <laughs> he Are was you a very still friends. I, I have no out. idea where he is. Reach out, <laughs> uh, uh, I'll, ladies I'll and gentlemen it. of the pod, <laughs> if you can find. <laughs> no, um, actually. So uh, he was my first Valentine. That is so amazing. <laughs> I love that. Wait, no, I know who my first Valentine was. Okay, and this okay. This actually breaks my heart, and there's a reason that I didn't remember this at first because I blacked this out of my memory. Right. I am a horrible person as well because when I was in the seventh grade, um, I had a crush on this boy, but he was in sixth 
and it was a big thing and I kept it a secret from everyone like everyone except my mom I think she knew um (laughs) and um because I knew this kid like growing up I was like in choir and stuff in elementary school and he was just like so sweet he was so nice like just like literally the night and most boys in elementary school are gross mean um (laughs) especially to me because I was chubby and sad and like whatever that's not true I wasn't sad I was chubby though um (laughs) and so uh um he was just so so nice and he thought I was so talented and blah 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 and his family was so nice to me and I really liked him but I never like I never wanted anybody to know because I was embarrassed because he was a year younger than me and so it was Valentine's Day and he got me like a stuffed animal and chocolates and that was the first time I had gotten like a Valentine's Day gift and I was like I mean I my whole insides were like Yay! Yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't tell anybody, none of my friends or anything, because I was so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I broke this kid's heart. Like, oh. I shattered it into pieces. I stomped on this kid's heart. He liked me so much. And I just, like, played his heart like a freaking guitar. I, to this day, feel so <laughs> guilty about it. And he, I absolutely love you 100%, no doubt. But he grew up to be so smart mm-hmm. and like really successful and very handsome. And I like no regrets, no regrets at all. But I just, I look at him and I'm like, I'm so happy for you. And Aaron, you were so awful. <laughs> Do you think that your rejection is what pushed him to greatness I'm, and smartness you know what i'm gonna say that is exactly <laughs> what happened yes but i do know i like i confirmed <laughs> i heard him because i would see his mom because she works at the school and um she would tell me like like he doesn't want to talk to you like you really uh. heard him and like she and then she stopped talking to me and my family because i really hurt this kid's heart so yeah technically my very first valentine i shattered his heart Woo! that is that is insane isn't that so awful awful oh gosh and now see you know what it's evolved so much the the holiday yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you've talked about a couple of these before oh god but do you have any other embarrassing valentine's day moments yes i have so many (laughs) well this (laughs) um there was a valentine's day dance in the eighth grade and i asked a boy and he said no um, <laughs> there was another time I asked a boy to a Sadie Hawkins dance. That was in ninth grade. And I asked him in front of the whole class and he said, Oh no, I, I don't like to dance and walked out of the classroom. <laughs> that was embarrassing. I have a friend who is a listener of this pod. Who's probably giggling right now. Cause she was literally sitting next to me when that happened. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I have so many. So I told the embarrassing one, uh, on the first episode, there was another time my sister and I rode our bikes all the way to Walgreens. It's about it's about like <laughs> it's like a mile from my parents' house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought this giant stuffed teddy bear, and I was like, "How do I hide this from my dad? He's gonna be so mad if he sees I bought this with my money because I wanted to give it to this boy I had a crush on." And then I was like, "How do I get it to the school?" My dad drives me there. <laughs> like, how am I going to transport this giant? It was huge. <laughs> And, um, so then I asked, I told the boy, I was like, well, I have something for you, but I don't know how to get it to you. So like, maybe you could come by and pick it up, you know, blah, blah, blah. and he was like, oh, I don't want that. And so I gave it to my sister. 
<laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so many, just so wow. many times where I have asked someone to be my Valentine and not just with like just words. I have always given a gift mm-hmm. and they have always said no, <laughs> except for the one moment that I got a gift and then I just shattered his heart. <laughs> it's tragic. That is so sad. I know. What about you? Do you have any embarrassing Valentines? Um, Yes. Now this, it almost still affects me to this day. No. Like mine? With guilt? No. Oh. With just, I don't even, I don't even know what the emotion is. Okay, go. I, so I joined the military. um, Right. About a year after high school. Awful. I left for the military. (gasps) Oh, I know. The day after Valentine's Day, right? I know what the story is. Um, so I was I went to boot camp on Valentine's Day. Um, and like I said, every morning my mom would leave us Valentine's Day uh chocolates, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I was leaving. <laughs> so I just put them in my backpack, right, and I went off to the airport. And I was gonna eat them in the terminal and I I forgot or something, mm-hmm. right? Um excited, nervous, whatever. You know, I was completely distracted. Well, right when we got off the plane, that all the drill instructors were in the airport screaming at everybody already. We we're getting packed, we we're getting throwing our bags everywhere, you know, getting on the bus um, to take us to uh, San Antonio uh, Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had forgotten that the chocolates were in there. Well, <laughs> You can't bring food into the dorms. That's like rule number one. Really? It's yeah. rule number one? Rule number one. You before like, you know, you, protect it's, the it's, country. It's Well, <laughs> when you're in training, there's nothing to protect really. How about be nice to each other? No, that's not even a, a thing. It's not a rule. <laughs> but no, because it's it's contraband, right? Oh, pff. okay. So right. confirmed. Military is jail. <laughs> so my very first day of boot camp i had already pissed off all of my drill instructors because i brought candy into the dorms and (laughs) i'm not gonna say what i'm just i'm just gonna say i got in a lot of trouble and it was four in the morning uh when our plane landed so um like eat it in front of you or something uh, no no i'm not gonna talk about it but i was like in that moment that I was getting screamed at, I was so mad at my mom. And it's fully my fault, <gasps> it was your right? Fault. T- totally my fault. I was super embarrassed. I was like, this had to happen day one, obviously, mm-hmm. you know. And, but to this day, I'm like, mom, <laughs> damn it. You <laughs> like this, like, little twitch when you see those little yeah. chocolates. You're like, she, Jesus. She gave us uh, her, her, the, the chocolates for Valentine's Day uh, the other day. And I was like, <laughs> it's like shaking. <laughs> that's fantastic. So that's my embarrassing Valentine's Day moment. Oh, I'm sorry you were embarrassed on day one of air military jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what is the best gift that you've gotten or given on Valentine's Day? The best gift. Um that's hard. Um I would say for me, like my love language is very much quality time. Right. And so I would say that like um, the best gift I've ever gotten is not something like tangible as so much as it is like, you know, like when we do something. And so I think last Valentine's day, 
also I have fond memories of it because it was like the last time we could really go out before the, yeah. the pandemic hit. And, um, so we were, um, we were, you, you had <laughs> actually, this is a gift. I had never been to the Griffith observatory, like mm-hmm. in the observatory and everything. And I had really wanted to go. And so we fought traffic for like an hour trying to find a parking uh, and you just were so persistent and mm-hmm. so just enthusiastic and so like we're gonna get it and we're gonna go and it's gonna be great and um we and did, we and did. It was. and it was so beautiful <laughs> and we watched the sunset and like and we had this really nice dinner and um just it was it was really fun and i think that was the best like best valentine's day i've ever had yeah and actually for me same that very same day I think right before we went up to the observatory. Yeah, because we spent like the whole day in L.A. Right. Um, in Hollywood, there's there's a theater on Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, it's an old theater that Quentin Tarantino bought, and he owns that theater. And it's mm-hmm. called the New Beverly. Um, and uh, they he he shows his movies, but he also shows like old movies, things that he thinks every, you know, filmmaker should see. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's this tiny theater. It's awesome. It's literally one screen. It's mm-hmm. so yeah. fun. And so um, I had heard from one of my professors about it, and I really wanted to go. And on Valentine's Day, they were showing The Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. And Frankenstein's, we we have a special relationship with that because it's it's one of my favorite books of all time. It's it's one of Aaron's favorite books of all time. Mm-hmm. And I did like my undergrad yeah. all about Frankenstein. And Our first argument was about uh, <laughs> Frankenstein and the redeemability of no, Victor. It's whether or not Victor Frankenstein is a sympathetic character. I stand by what I said. <laughs> he is not. He, if anything is the antagonist of that book. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> so we went on Valentine's day to see, the Bride of Frankenstein, and it's the first time I'd ever been to the New Beverly. I was super excited to see it. Mm-hmm. And so that was, I think that was the best gift I've ever received on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And it was with you. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, We're so gross. I know. I also, <laughs> I remember our first Valentine's Day, I made you that Top 50 Movies poster. Oh, yeah. I have a, so I have a movie poster. Um, He's literally looking at it yeah. right now. Sorry if my audio sounds weird. Um, it's the, my top 50 movies of all time. And, um, she had asked me for the list, like, um, like forever in advance, mm-hmm. you know? And I, so I thought this was cool, a fun thing. So I, I wrote it down and I handed it to her and she like handcrafted this poster. She, she, I, well, I, what did, exactly did you do to put it together? I created a template. So it's like, um, 10, little uh 10 rows of five yeah no five rows of 10 five rows of 10 (laughs) um and i just took all the artwork from the movie posters and then i wrote the movie name and the year below it and then i just put them in a list and i like made the poster look kind of nice and fancy like an actual poster um and i framed it and i gave it to you (laughs) she's she's downplaying it but it's super cute um (laughs) so so yeah i really 
really like that. Yeah. It's up on our wall. It's I know. right next to And then to your dad saw it and loved it. So then for that Christmas, I made him one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am pretty sure my dad will want one as well. Yeah. But getting him to make that list is hard. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting him to make that list now because he's been, you know, He's oh been getting on my God. case about all of the films that I haven't seen. Getting he's like, on your case <laughs> is putting it nicely. Every single time my dad sees Max, he's like, what about this movie? Yeah. And then if Max is like, I haven't seen it, my dad's like, you're a piece of shit. Like, not to that degree, <laughs> but <laughs> he does yell at him. I think I think he forgets, though, that when a lot of these movies came out, I was like two or yeah. three. Or, <laughs> or not born. Or not born yet. I know. So he, he's, a, he's trying to connect with I'm you. getting around to it. <laughs> um but yeah so that uh our best valentine's day was probably last year uh and then the year before actually we didn't do much the year before because you still lived with your parents i still lived with mine and abby was home yeah and so we couldn't really do anything and this we had like dinner maybe right maybe um but but i don't think we celebrated on the day i think we you know carved out a time that weekend yeah and i think that that's like completely valid like um, just like Christmas, like sometimes people celebrate before Christmas, after Christmas, same thing with birthdays. Like you might have your birthday party the weekend of, even though your birthday's on a Wednesday, like same with Valentine's day. I know this year we don't have an opportunity to really celebrate the two of us. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're just kind of trying to find fun activities to do with Abby. <laughs> um, so it doesn't feel exactly the same, like, mm. you know, um, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a pandemic. So it's like, where are we going to go? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little, you know, forgiving since we're in the COVID pachycephalosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. I've been waiting to use that all day. <laughs> You're catching on. I said panorama earlier and I was pissed. I was like, damn it. I should have said the one that I had. <laughs> um, but if you are looking for some fun and COVID safe things to do uh, with your boo, um, during Valentine's Day, uh, whether you're engaged or you're just in a relationship, you're waiting for that ring, whatever. Um, or if you're single, treat yourself. Oh, yeah, you know? treat yourself. Um, there are some fun things that you can do that are, like, totally safe. Um, always, of course, check guidelines first um, before doing anything. And then if you're going to go outside, wear a mask. Um, but picnics, I think, are, like, the most romantic things in the whole world. Super cute. Having Super a fun. picnic is, mm-hmm. you know why? Because thought always has to be put into it Mm -hmm. if you're gonna have a picnic you have to play like spontaneous picnics are not the same you know you need to have a blanket you need to have like uh you know the food beforehand then you have to go to that location like a picnic is always going to require some kind of forethought and that is extremely sweet Mm -hmm. i love that um also like home cooked meals or like baking with your partner like mm-hmm. um something really fun you can try to replicate your favorite restaurants like famous dishes Ooh. um that's like always fun mm-hmm. and then you can judge it and you can be like hmm what do i like more what do i like less yeah about exactly. this? you know it's fun um well, you can also have a, a bonfire inside. Um, we we started doing this uh, last summer because, you know, summer 2020, we were just trying to find anything that we could do that was inside and safe, but <laughs> still fun. Uh, and so we got the um, like those steno cans. Is sterno. That, I thought yeah. it was steno. I think it's sterno cans. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> anyway. The, one of those flammable gel cans we... Hold on. We I'm going to delete it if I'm wrong. <laughs> no. No, you better keep <laughs> it in now. No. No. It's... 
it's sterno goddamn fine i'll leave it in because max said no <laughs> whatever um but it's really easy you just put them on um we would put it on like our uh what's it called like the little little hot pad holder. yeah um and we just put it on our table and we'd light it and then we bought little like um marshmallow sticks from the dollar tree <laughs> we also bought uh bratwurst and cheddarwurst oh yeah so and we, we roasted, we hot, roasted dogs hot dogs and s'mores and it was really fun and it was like a in, mm-hmm. indoor camp out you can also like build a fort too and then you yeah. can have a whole camping day but inside it's really sweet delicious um, hot schmoes <laughs> that's one of our favorite things if you don't know where that's from you shouldn't be listening to this because you shouldn't be getting married because you're too young um it's from toy story <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, that's a little harsh no it's from toy story 2 everyone needs to see toy story 2 um <laughs> so not sponsored by disney or pixar no definitely not if anything we're sponsored by like woody's roundup um <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Another thing that you can do, uh, something kind of safe and fun at home, um, is a paint and sip. If you go to craft stores, what? I had never heard of this until you had mentioned it the other day. Well, paint and sip. So like they like art places. um, I have a friend who she's bridesmaid. um, She used to work at a place kind of like this, but it was like with wood instead of like painting. I know it was wild, but they have like basically things where you can go and you can do crafts and sip wine. Okay. And, like, paint and cool. Sips. But you can do it at home by buying like a paint by numbers or even just like a canvas and some paints and just like flick paint at it. I don't know. Whatever you're into. Yeah, we did the um the classic paint in the balloons dart throwing paintings. Courtesy of Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries. I had always wanted to do that. They they fill the balloons with paint and then they pop them. And um, then, like, you know, paints the canvases. And we, all three of us, you you did that the day that we got engaged, huh? We did. Did you plan it like that? Mm, You did, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that's super fun. So, like, paint and sip, kind of crafting, whatever you want to do. Movie marathons are always a go-to, especially if you can complete it with all the movie theater snacks, pop some popcorn, get your favorite candies, get soda, and watch, like, you know, double feature, watch a bunch of movies. You can watch, you know, all the Harry Potter movies of, you know, however much time Mm -hmm. you have. Um, You can also do things like um, you can visit a zoo or a botanical garden or a beach. Please make sure this is based on safety guidelines and wear your mask. Wear um, your mask. Please. Uh, if things are open, then definitely contribute, but um, please do it safely and uh, just thoughtfully. Um, yeah, a nice walk on the mostly deserted beach. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. Um, uh, there are online mixology classes right now. Mm. So you and your partner can like take one of those classes and like mix your own drinks at home. That's always fun. Um, or you can do this thing where you can be a hometown tourist again with safety guidelines. But if you go down, like, let's say that, um, you know, you go and do some of the touristy stuff in your hometown, like you go and take pictures of things that only tourists would take pictures of. And like, (laughs) you know, maybe go to that thing that's really popular that you've been to your whole life, but that people actually traveled to go see. Um, (laughs) you can even do just like a drive by and you take pictures from your car. You don't even have to get out of the car. You know, it's so funny is I think I was like. 18 or 19 years old um and one of my friends was like hey i have these two girls from sweden like coming down and i know it's weird wait wait for like a for an exchange student thing right? no no we were out of high school already they're just like they're coming to hang out so 
where should we take them on their day here? And I was like, where do you take them sightseeing in Riverside? Like, I don't know the mission in like, yeah, people, that's about it <laughs> for the festival of lights. People travel like from everywhere. And I didn't know that back then, you know, oh, yeah. just like, but I was like, I don't know where, where would you possibly take them in Riverside? Oh, yeah. yeah. I but, mean, eh. and that's exactly it is mm-hmm. you look up those things and then you go and you drive around and then you take pictures of them and you get like a new appreciation for yeah. the, where you are. It's really yeah. fun. Um, there are some things, some fun things to like buy or make your partner if you're like, like lost on, um, gifts. Now I will say if you are engaged, um, have a conversation with your partner about if you want to exchange Valentine's gifts. Yeah. Um, because if you think that, you know, you're going to try to go elaborate and they're like, Hey, we don't want to dip into this budget and things that we're actually saving for the wedding. You are under no obligation to get anybody, anything. Um, just have a conversation with your partner about it first. Mm-hmm. We always, especially, especially on matters of money, like for Christmas and stuff, we, we've always kind of set a budget limit. And we don't always stick to it. We never stick to we it. We never stick to it. But at least. <laughs> at least we talked about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> at least we talk about it. And then we continue to talk about it as, mm-hmm. you know, prices fluctuate. Yeah. Um, so one of the really cool things, and again, we are not sponsors of this, but um, there's this thing called the Adventure Challenge Book. Yeah. And it is so fun. It's like this really cute book. And you scratch off different dates and things to do. And it gives you all the descriptions and mm. all the directions for doing that date. It is so cute and fun. And there's even packages where it comes with like a Polaroid camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you take pictures and you put them in the book. And so then you have just this little scrapbook of all of these things that you did. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, like the first one we scratched off, it was like a um, baking challenge. And so uh, <laughs> one of the partners has to bake blindfolded and the other one uh has to direct them without but can't using touch anything there i thought it was you you couldn't use your hands and i couldn't use my eyes no i thought it was that i couldn't use my words i had three directives that i could give you right but i could use my hands right okay yeah, that's yeah. what it was and so i could because i was like mm-hmm, like i was like trying to like use my words sparingly right um and so I just had to like move you to wherever like the bowl was. And right. you were just like, doo, 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 doo. and you had never baked a cake before. Yeah. Of course we chose like the world's hardest baked good to make. It was like, what was it? It was like it was a, a brownie ch- cheesecake Oreo ultimate bar thing. Yeah. Oh God. That was our bad. <laughs> um, but making like a little photo album or a photo box. I love mm-hmm. when like, you know, framed photos and things like that. I just think it's so sweet collages, all of that. Um, there are subscription boxes. There are so many, especially if you're engaged, a great gift for, if you're looking uh, to give like, you know, men for a uh, bridal boxes to give your partner. Um, or if your partner is going to be a bride. Um, but there are also like groomsmen boxes. There mm-hmm. are other kinds of fun subscription boxes. There's a scri- subscription box for like game nights and mm-hmm. date nights every month. Yeah. Um, there's just so, there's so many things out there. Then they're all so thoughtful. Yeah. One of the ones that I really thought was cool. And obviously we're not sponsored by anybody we talk about here. No. Unless you hear that specific sponsor. Right. But um, there was one called uh, Hunt a Killer. What? And it, yeah, I was gonna get it. Uh, it didn't end up going oh, through for some reason, right. right? But um, you you only paid a penny. That's I paid why. a penny just to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. Um, <laughs> it's during a weird time, uh, financially. But 
you <laughs> you get this package and it has a bunch of clues and you and your partner kind of have to like be detectives and figure out who done it, you know, and whatever. That's there's fine. there's all kinds of stuff like that, yeah. you know, out there. For, so look into subscription yeah. boxes. They're, I think they're great gifts. They're so thoughtful. Um, and it's not a whole lot of work on your partner. Yeah. Um, also, there are so many different types of bouquets now. They're not just flowers. There is a beef jerky bouquet, which I think is amazing. There's chicken nugget bouquets. There's also like chicken nugget, like um, uh, heart instead of like chocolate boxes. They have like chicken nugget boxes. <laughs> Chick-fil-A has them. And, you know, I don't support Chick-fil-A's politics, but if you're into their chicken, I mean, hey. um i think i could get down on a chicken nugget bouquet oh that sounds awesome right um there's also like i think one of the most meaningful things is when you make a gift Mm -hmm. um especially for valentine's day if there's any day or any holiday uh, where you give gifts that have more sentiment it it should be valentine's day Mm -hmm. so something like a jar of date nights or a collection of letters um you know any of that kind of stuff that you can never go wrong with like mm-hmm. with something thoughtful that you just wrote down on a piece of paper how much you love them you know yeah um think about something they always want or almost buy in the store but never do and then buy that for them right because there are things that it's like man i've always wanted this but i just can't justify it and i know most people are like that where it's like mm, i don't want to treat myself all the time you know and i just can't afford this i'm only here for dish soap or whatever (laughs) um but if you're with your partner and you notice that they do that a lot um take that initiative and buy that for them i um i love going shopping with you even though you don't get anything ever because (laughs) then i can always put it on my list like oh i know she wants it so every (laughs) year for your birthday and for christmas my list is stacked, so I know exactly what I'm getting. I want to see. No, you're not allowed. <laughs> Whatever. But obviously, I I don't know if we've talked about this before, but um, Aaron is really impatient when it comes to like gifts and holidays oh, and stuff. I don't like surprises. So she's already given me five Valentine's I Day have. gift, <laughs> and it's something that I. It's not that I wouldn't buy for myself, but it's that I could never find. Uh, there's these. Oh yeah. There, well, there's. it comes in two parts. There's this soda that I really, really like that you can only really buy in, like, South Carolina or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's, like, an East Coast thing. But then there's these cookies, these this thing called Tim Tams. They're so good, and I can never <laughs> find them. And uh, and so she, she bought them for me for Valentine's Day, and it's really cute, and they're f- so good. Mm-hmm. But stuff like that, like, pay attention to your partner and kind of the things that either – They've always wanted but could never find or could never get or would never get themselves, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or you know, just things like that. Yeah. Um, your partner is not looking for something super lavish. They are looking for you to express your love and, and how you have noticed them and how you want to, like, show mm-hmm. your love and affection. And if that's by celebrating them with something, you know, just a snack that they uh, really love or talk about often, you know, I know that that's, like, that was a good memory for Max. And I know that every time he talks about it, he's like, oh, I wish I could have that. And so I was like, ha, 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 boo-doo-doo, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't buy the chocolate and the flowers and the stuffed animals just 
because you think you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, I will say as somebody who just likes things, I think that's always sweet, but it's not always necessary. Right. Um, and it's never, for me, it's never expected. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can guarantee you that your partners are not expecting that same thing. They're just expecting you to show a token of your love, and it doesn't have to be in gift form. Right. Um, and you that's why we're saying you do not need to exchange gifts. Uh, look at me and Max. Our favorite gift we've ever gotten from Valentine's Day have both been experiences. Yeah. Has nothing to do with tangible mm -hmm. gifts that have been exchanged. Um, so something as simple as a handwritten note or a thoughtful date that's been planned that can last forever. Mm -hmm. Um, or an act of service. Mm -hmm. Think about your partner's love languages. If you know, they you know that they've kind of been in a funk and that, you know, the house is really messy clean it while they're at work or mm -hmm. maybe while they're sleeping, you know, make them breakfast because they never eat breakfast. Like, you know, and because they don't have enough energy in the mornings or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, just give it a couple minutes of thought of what is something that they maybe don't do for themselves that I can do for them to show them that I love them. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things that you can do. And I think that's, especially when you're engaged and getting ready to wedding plan, like, uh, and like those tangible gifts, I mean, they, those come and go, but it's those experiences, those moments uh, that really, they're really formative in your yeah. relationship. I think, um, you know, our, our house isn't necessarily extremely messy. It's just very well lived in. Um, <laughs> it's just small. <laughs> it's small. And so I remember early on when we had first like moved in together, um, I had had like a day off from mm -hmm. school and you you had to be away at work for like the whole day yeah. and you had a rough day and all yeah. day when I was here, I, I like, I made it immaculate. Like it was so, it was so, so nice. clean. Um, and like just, there was, there was candles, you know, just to, just to, there's a, like a really nice smelling candle that you really liked. And so I had that out. Everything was, I like made the bed and, and mm -hmm. did everything, you know, and made everything. Um, I made dinner. I made dinner. I had vacuumed the carpets because you were talking about how it was like affecting your allergies. Mm -hmm. um, and so like even something is, I mean, I'm not going to say like simple because that was a whole day's work, you know, mm -hmm. but even something just like that was like, you, <laughs> I think you got home because you're so stressed from the day that you started crying because you're oh, like, yeah. thank you. It's so nice to also, just, when people you know. do nice things for me. I cry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it doesn't have to be unless you have like a very strong connection to stuffed animals. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be teddy bears and chocolate and balloons and stuff. Absolutely. It can be literally anything as long as it means something to the one you love. Right. And, and that same message translates to the wedding day mm -hmm. translates to your entire relationship. It's, putting thought and effort into something that speaks to you and your partner mm -hmm. at the end of the day that is all that matters so origin of valentine's day aside commercialization of valentine's day aside celebrate your love with the people in your life that deserve to know how much you love them all right and now i think we're coming up to our did you know segment each episode we will end with a fun fact wedding tradition from another part of the world i will find a fact and aaron will find a fact and we will see if they knew it. All right. Go first, baby. So this one's kind of fun. I'm going to give you a bunch of information. Okay, go. And then I'm going to ask, did you know? Okay. Okay. So um, in some pagan wedding traditions, right, we're talking about the origin of Valentine's and, and it's has pagan roots. Um, in a pagan tradition, 
uh, for weddings, the bride will wear a crown of flowers and the groom will wear ivy. Um, the bride carries a bouquet of herbs to ward off evil spirits together with flowers, which are a symbol of love, right? Pretty, pretty basic so far. <laughs> um, there's uh, the ritual of hand fasting that is performed where the bride and groom's hands are bound by a natural woven thread, fiber, or cloth. And just before the giving of rings, the binding is slipped off with a knot still intact, signifying the fact that they will always be bound together in marriage. A friend will also sweep away the bad luck and impurities with a straw broom, which later in the ceremony, the bride and groom will jump over, right? The jumping over the broom. All of this information, right? Did you know that in my senior year of high school... Oh my God. I was in a play in which my character did this pagan uh, wedding ceremony was tradition. Was it Ducks and Lovers? It was Ducks and Lovers. Then yes to all of that. Yes, I knew that. Yes, <laughs> I knew that. Yes, I knew all of those traditions. I was like, ha, ha, ha. I got him. I got him. I got him. And then you sprung it on me with, did you know, in my senior year of high school, I did that. But you know what? I do know that because you made me watch the video of it. <laughs> I knew that. So, Aaron officially has a point. Boom! 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, well, let's see if I know this one and can right. gain my lead again. Here we go. All right. So, you would think that Valentine's Day, being a holiday all about love, would be the most popular day to propose. But did you know that that's not actually the case? The most popular day to propose, according to Wedding Wire, is Christmas Day. The runner-up is Christmas Eve. The third is New Year's Day. The fourth is December 22nd. And the fifth most popular day is Valentine's Day. Did you know that? How much of that did I, do I have to know? All of it. Just like I had to know all of your facts. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that uh, Christmas Day and Christmas Eve were the number one and two, but I did not know the Valentine's Day was number that five. Valentine's Day was number five. Boom. So it doesn't count. It doesn't count. I did not know that. Yes. And now all of you at home also know. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, I'm so happy we're tied so now. So now we're tied <laughs> after, what is it, seven episodes, six yeah. episodes? No, yeah, we're tied. Oh, my gosh. Well, if you are enjoying our podcast, make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can also click the link to support this podcast, which is found on our episodes page wherever you are listening. Your contribution, no matter the shape or size, helps us continue to produce these episodes and, you know, plan our wedding, too. And just a reminder, we will be back every Friday with a new episode talking about all things wedding planning, wedding traditions, and their origins, and putting our personal spin on things as we count down to our big day. Thank you so much for listening to Something Blue, Wedding Planning with a 21st Century Bride and Groom. I'm the bride. And I'm the groom. With 588 days to go, happy planning. broke your heart in seventh grade, I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't ever be over that. <laughs>